Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. In middle school and high school, I had some key traits for a student athlete. I earned good grades, I worked hard, and I was coachable. But in retrospect, there were two things I completely devalued, or frankly didn't know anything about, stretching and nutrition. That's why I wish I had a Jen Giles to advise me when I was a kid. Find out who she is and why I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. Growing up, I could throw down. No, I don't mean I could dunk a basketball. I could eat more than almost anyone I knew. These are dubious records, and I'm certainly not proud of them. Three dozen glazed Krispy Kreme donuts, 24 slices of New York pizza, and well, you're gonna have to visit my website, seankjensen.com, to find out the quote-unquote record that most people simply don't believe about me. But it's real, and here's what else is real. I had no clue about nutrition when I was a kid. I figured since I was lean, I was fine, but boy was I wrong. In part one of my conversation with Jen Giles, you're gonna hear her story on discovering the importance of nutrition and how that revelation in college inspired her to change her major and find her calling. Let's get to it. Well, I am so excited to have with me as a guest today, Jen Giles. Jen, thank you so much for agreeing to visit with me. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Well, Jen, I was so encouraged to receive an email from you just sort of introducing yourself, and I was so fascinated by your background. What prompted you to sort of reach out to me and and want to be a potential guest on Winning Is Not Everything? Yeah, that's a good question. I came upon your podcast just because I'm really interested in a lot of podcasts about youth athletes and just, you know, making them the most well-rounded humans we can be. I have four youth athletes myself, so I think that's why I fell upon your podcast. But I just loved the title of it, Winning Isn't Everything, because I feel like it just encapsulated everything as a parent and as a practitioner that I'm trying to do with my own children and the athletes that I work with. So I just felt like there was a unique opportunity for us to talk about how nutrition plays a role in an athlete's journey. Well, I was so excited to sort of hear from somebody like you with your incredible background, the fact that you're a mother. And I think one of the things that, if I'm being honest, I was completely oblivious to when I was a young athlete myself was nutrition. I had the worst diet possible. I remember that I literally would drink two and a half liters of Mountain Dew just at home, not to mention going to 7-Eleven and getting super big gulps of seven, you know, of Mountain Dew. And part of it for me was I was such an active kid that it just didn't seem to make a difference. But I just, it, the more I've learned, the more I just wonder how much better could I have been? How much better could I have felt if I had just taken my diet a little bit more seriously? And uh, just trying to impart that on my children is a huge challenge. You know, my son's a type one diabetic, very active boy, but doesn't have the best uh, eating habits. And so I really was excited to hear from somebody like you who has multiple degrees and then again, four children and, and, and a business that really focuses on it. But before we dive into your expertise, I just wanted to sort of hear about your story. Tell me about where you're from 
and, and what your childhood experience was around sports. Sure. Well, it's funny. I think we have a lot in common because my diet was horrible growing up too. You know, I'll age myself a little bit, but I grew up in the seventies and eighties where I don't think it really was on any of our radars, you know, definitely liters of soda in the house. I mean, ring dings on the top of the refrigerator, Doritos, sorry, Doritos, but Doritos on a daily basis. So we just never made that connection between food and performance because I don't think the research was there, first of all, and definitely culturally was not there for us growing up because we were into all these convenience foods and, you know, Dunkin' Donuts on the way to school, that kind of thing. So I grew up very similar to you. I was, I was an athlete. I was actually an athlete. I dabbled in a lot of different sports as a youth athlete, soccer, basketball, basketball, uh, softball, fell in love with softball and swimming. Those were kind of my two, but I really never got better. I was never getting better. I was trying and trying and trying, but I wasn't really getting better to the point where I could ever play in college or anything even remotely good, <laughs> so, but I really enjoyed it. And I knew there was more I could do. And I didn't probably know at that time there was a missing link. I probably just thought, you know, I hit my peak and I'm done, but Following high school and those years of enjoying sports, but never being able to take it any further, I thought to myself, and, and again, I'll back up a sec. I was the kid who before swim practice would stop at the hot dog truck because the hot dog truck would pull up to school, grab a hot dog before swim practice. And, you know, burping up hot dogs, all swim practice, you're never going to perform very well. <laughs> I was also the kid on the sideline of softball practice that would be eating Doritos before, you know, heading out to bat, which is, you know, and we know now not great, but we didn't know that then. And so I know now that's why I never really reached an, an advanced level athletically. But what I did do is I went to college and I started running for some crazy reason, you know, after freshman year, the freshman 15 slash 40 probably, <laughs> and just didn't feel good. I didn't, as a 19 year old, did not feel good. Didn't have energy, you know, kind of problems focusing, didn't feel good about myself. But so I said, I'm going to grab a pair of running shoes and run. I'm not really sure why I did that because I really wasn't a fan of running. So it's a miracle that that even happened, but I did start running and I started loving to run too. So that snowballed into, I wonder if I changed a couple things if about what I was eating, if I could be a better runner. So I started reading a lot of articles, you know, Runner's World magazine, just random things. And I learned, I started to learn about nutrition, just grabbing every book I could, I could get my hands on. And I started making changes. So implementing some of the information that I was reading actually made me a better runner. Surprise, right? So, and on top of that, I was feeling so much better. Like I had a lot more energy. My confidence started improving. I was running faster. I was, you know, everything in my life was better. So I made this connection between activity, nutrition, and feeling better. And then I thought, you know, this went on for a couple of years, but then I thought, you know what, if I've changed my life this much as a 19, 20 year old, I wonder what I could have done as a 12, 13, 14 year old back in my youth athlete days. And I think I need to spread this message to youth athletes so that they learn that lesson earlier and can take their sport further earlier and have more success. So it snowballed into a career change for me. Wow. What were you studying before you made that pivot? Psychology, which really okay. comes in handy. So I don't regret that yeah. at all. <laughs> I was right. a psychology major, but really kind of made my decision junior, senior year in college that I wanted to go to grad school and get my degree in nutrition 
And I ended up going on and getting a nutrition degree and an exercise physiology degree just to understand everything a little bit better and um, to make myself more well-rounded as, as a practitioner. Then moved on to get my registered dietitian license. So I specialize right now in sports dietetics. Where specifically did you kind of grow up and what was your family like? Oh, yeah. I grew up in New York, New York, and I actually live in Connecticut now. So I, I literally live about 30 minutes from where I grew up. Didn't move very far. East Coaster. And my family was great. I'm one of four kids and we were all involved in sports. So um, different different degrees, different levels of sports, but, you know, pretty active family. But like I said, just never really took it anywhere because all of us just kind of were stuck in this poor eating cycle and uh, really didn't figure it all out until later in life. But, you know, supportive families, supportive parents, you know, later on in life, my whole family would come to me to watch Ironmans and triathlons until they got sick of it. But they did it very supportive of my life changes later on. What was your favorite childhood sports related memory? Oh, good question. Well, like I said, there weren't many good performances on my end. I think my favorite memory is I really, really loved softball. It was, it was a love of mine. I, I played a number of different positions, but I ended up being a, a pitcher by say junior, senior year. And I just loved the experience of being out there in the spring. I have wonderful memories of just beautiful weather and being out there with my friends. A lot of my friends were on my team. So it was really a social portion of my life too. You know, our team never went very far. Like we never, I don't even think we went to the championships or anything like that, but I do have wonderful memories of being on a varsity team for all four years and just enjoying this experience tremendously with a group of people that I was on a team with. That's outstanding. And which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? Oh, I love that question too, because, and this is kind of the sad part. I didn't have that many supportive coaches because I wasn't a good athlete. So this is another, and, and as my children were growing up, I became a youth coach pretty much for this reason, because I had a lot of bad experiences as a youth athlete where people would say, you know, like you're a little bit too slow or, you know, you should do this, this and this. And it was, there was not a lot of positive feedback, which may have in turn affected the fact that I didn't continue to a higher level because I just wasn't getting that positive feedback. I often think, wow, if somebody said, you know, I think you have a lot of potential. Let's let's do this and see if it works or just took a little bit more interest. I think I know I could have been better because I was better just a couple of years later. So I don't have any real positive things to say about my coaching experiences growing up, but I did take that knowledge and help, you know, the, my children and children I was coaching later on. You know, Jen, I, I just look and I can feel and hear a little bit of pain, you know, in, in your experience around nutrition and maybe missed opportunities, you know, by not being in the right environments. And, and I think of somebody like Tony Robbins, who's just got this incredibly challenging childhood. 
you know, of abuse. And, and he's talked about how all those struggles enables him to be the person he is today to help other people. How do you sort of reconcile that? You know, the pain that you dealt with as a child, how much does that power what you do now, not only as a parent, but as somebody who works with children around nutrition? Yeah, it's it, that's a wonderful question because I am so incredibly grateful for all of the challenges that I had growing up as, an, as a youth athlete, and not a good one, <laughs> because it opened my mind to what's possible if we give the power to these young athletes that, you know, build up their self-confidence a little bit, give them the tools that they need, whether it be nutrition or training or other strategies, because I think it can change your life. I also feel very grateful that I took those lessons and turned them around. By the time, you know, I was in my early twenties, I was running marathons and doing, and doing Ironman. So I have no regrets at all. In fact, I think it made me stronger. And if anything, as an endurance athlete, it made me dig a little bit deeper to prove to myself that I could do it. So I don't even think of my childhood as very sad or painful. It's just that one aspect of my life that I just didn't have dialed in, but I figured it out. So that kind of reconciled itself. Plus now I'm a mother of four athletes and they're thriving. So that's very healing in and of itself. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.